So it may be more challenging today than ever before to have a positive attitude in the midst of all this negativity. But we have to remember that Jesus calls us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org. Now, it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. You know what really bothers me? Well, I'll tell you what really bothers me. I suspect that it bothers you, too. Negative people and negative thinking. And if you're like me, and you've watched some of the political discussions on TV over the last several weeks, then you can't help but notice that talking negative is one thing that they all have in common. I mean, it's sad, but apparently true, that the media experts have found that negative advertising and tearing down your opponents is more effective than just putting out your own message. But it's not just politics. The truth is, most media outlets thrive on the negative message. Tabloid magazines have the largest circulation. The entertainment gossip shows are among the most widely viewed, and all because they exploit everyone's faults and their failures. So there's just no getting around it. In our society today, negative sells better than positive. But you know, we may be surrounded by negative, but that doesn't make it right. Because it's not a Christian characteristic to tear someone else down, to build someone else up. And I believe that God not only intends for us to live with a positive attitude, but the Word reveals over and over to us that He responds to and is attracted to positive people. In the Old Testament, Joseph had plenty of reasons to be negative. His own brothers sold him into slavery. My own brothers probably wanted to do that to me a few times. He suffered years of mistreatment, but his skills and his attitude caught the attention of those in power. He always made the best out of his circumstances, and he found favor with God and men and became a great leader in his generation. And the Apostle Paul, he could have gone negative. He was thrown in prison, put in chains. But he decided to look at the bright side. He said that because he was in jail, there were others who stepped up and began preaching more courageously. You see, he knew that the negative didn't help anything. 
Paul reminds us of this old rhyme about attitude. It goes like this. Two men looked out from prison bars. One saw mud. The other saw stars. I wonder which one we would be. Our attitudes are a direct reflection on how we perceive the reality of life. And we can't afford to let the culture around us drag us down into the negative spiral that it insists on perpetuating. Through Christ, we have every reason to be positive about life and about others. The Word says this, Let the mind be in you which also is in Christ. Did you hear that? The Word says we can have the mind of Christ. So it may be more challenging today than ever before to have a positive attitude in the midst of all this negativity. But we have to remember that Jesus calls us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We're supposed to make it taste better and spice things up. And when we turn our hearts and our minds to Christ, it's impossible to be negative. Like David of old, we have to say, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. And I know that when we do that, I can promise you something good and something positive will happen in Jesus' name. Spiritually speaking, are you a chicken or an eagle? Stay with Bobby to hear how you can fly in the face of life's storms just like an eagle. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I want to talk about birds. Here's the question. Are you a chicken or are you an eagle? You know, I'm not sure what all you can learn from a chicken. My limited experience with chickens is mostly deciding whether to order them fried or grilled. Yeah, fried usually wins. But we know that live chickens are skittish and afraid. They scratch around the barnyard. They cluck. They can't fly. And they seem to be satisfied to live inside the fenced-in yard. When a storm comes, they flap around, they run for the chicken coop. 
Well, chickens and eagles are both birds, but they couldn't be more different. An eagle is born to soar, and it knows from an early age that he's different from other birds. He has a keen eye, and he knows how to manage the wind currents to fly higher than other birds. He dwells in higher places, and he's confident enough to fly directly into the wind and rise above it. And I think if we had to choose between chickens and eagles, we would all like to think we're more like an eagle, especially when we start to encounter some of the storms of life where we know we're going to be tested. So I want to share with you three simple things that we learn from eagles, things that teach us how to succeed in life when facing difficult times. The first thing that we learn from eagles is that we have to know who we are in Christ. It's more important than ever in difficult times to hold close to our identity as a child of God, saved by His grace, redeemed by His blood, and promised victory in this life and the next. The Word says, I've been bought with a price, and I belong to God. In Philippians, it says, I'm confident that God will complete the good work that He started in me. You see, an eagle knows from the time it's born that it's an eagle, not a chicken. Many times as Christians, we know that we're meant to be an eagle, but we act like a chicken. We let our fears rule our our thoughts, and there's no good reason for that. The Word gives us a powerful truth about our thoughts. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, we become what we think about, focus on, and surround ourselves with. So when we think we're an eagle Christian that God destined us to be, we can be strong, we can be courageous, and we can fly in the face of life's storms just like an eagle. We have to know we are in Christ. The second thing we learn from eagles is that we have to be determined to prevail. You know, when an eagle goes searching for his mate, he's subjected to an incredible series of tests devised by the female. If he's not completely committed to the process of pursuing her, she's going to ditch him. But the eagle is determined and he tirelessly obliges her all these activities until finally she accepts him as her lifelong partner. And eagle Christians don't give up either. They don't scatter and run in fear like chickens. Eagle Christians are determined to place their trust in God, and they stand on His promises. The Word says, Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. And finally, eagles show us that we have to renew our strength. When an eagle gets to be about four years old, he realizes that his performance is lacking. His feathers are worn and his talons are dull. He's still an eagle, but he's losing power. So the eagle goes to a higher place, and he begins to pluck out all his feathers one by one, literally, thousands of them. Then he dives into the water, 
and he cleans his body. Next, he takes days to sharpen his talons by rubbing them on a rock. And all in all, this process takes about 40 days. After that, his feathers have grown back perfectly. And this eagle emerges stronger than ever. And for us to be eagle Christians, we have to renew ourselves in spirit to be able to stand up and face the challenges of difficult times. When we spend time praying, meditating, and worshiping the Lord, it builds our faith. It disperses our fears, and we rejoice in the victory that's ours. So this morning, if you have any reason to be concerned about anything, your, your job, your finances, or your future, you need to remember that you are destined to be an eagle Christian, born to face life's trials and soar above them because of the hope of Jesus Christ in your life. And it's no wonder that God compares us to eagles. This is what the Word says. But those who hope in the Lord will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Can I tell you something this morning? We're going to make it. We're going to make it in Jesus' name. As Christians, we are meant to be different from those in the world. Stay tuned to hear how we are meant to be men and women with a different spirit. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side. We'll return after these messages from our sponsor. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. But first, I want to talk about how important it is to have a positive attitude in our life. How many believe it's important for a Christian to have a positive attitude? Well, I want you to know that a positive attitude is important. And it's in, also, it's important to God that we have a positive attitude. I want to start uh, by explaining this by telling you this funny story. Okay, here we go. Joe received a parrot for his birthday. The parrot was fully grown with a bad attitude and a worse vocabulary. He was always rude to everyone he saw. Joe tried to change the bird's attitude. He would teach him polite words. He played soothing music. He tried everything, but nothing worked. The harder he tried, the ruder the bird got. Finally, in a moment of desperation, Joe put the parrot in the freezer where he kept the meat. For a few moments, he heard the bird squawking and kicking and screaming. 
And then suddenly, all was quiet. Frightened that he might have actually hurt the bird, Joe quickly opened the freezer door. The parrot stepped out onto Joe's arm and said, Joe, I'm so sorry that I offended you with my language and my actions. Please accept my humble apology. Joe was astounded at the change in the attitude of this bird. He was about to ask him what caused it when the parrot said, By the way, Joe, may I ask, what did the chickens do? <laughs> he had an attitude change in the freezer, you see. And you know, we all struggle from time to time to go through life with a positive attitude. But I, was, I rediscovered an ancient story in the Word this week that reminded me of why we have to develop a good attitude. The story goes way back to when Moses and the children of Israel were on the brink of entering into the promised land that God had promised them. So Moses sends some guys into the land as spies to check things out. And when they get over there, they find out that the place is great with lots of fertile land and crops and water. But they also find that there are lots of people there. There are great armies and great cities. And they even ran across some giants. So when they get back, Moses calls like this town meeting. And he wants to know what they discovered. Well, 10 out of the 12 spies that went were convinced that they didn't have a chance if they went into the land. Well, they acknowledged that the land was everything that God had promised, but their enemies were too strong. The giants were too big. And if they went in, they would surely all die. But then one man, a man named Caleb, stepped up to the microphone. Okay, I don't think they had microphones. And he said... Listen, we should go and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. And you know what I thought of when I read that? Who does that sound like? Have you ever heard Pastor Des stand right where I am right now and say, Come on, Bethesda, let's do it. That's what I thought of. You are Caleb, my friend. Well, anyway, back to my story. It was two against ten. And all the people got scared, and no matter what Moses and Caleb said, they wouldn't go in. They were right there, I mean, at the border. But their negative attitude is what won the day. And then the story gets really ugly because God was not amused. He didn't appreciate their negative attitude. Not only did he see that the ten negative thinking spies met an untimely death, but he banished the children of Israel for another 40 years. All of those negative people would never see the land God promised. All that is except Caleb and Joshua. And let me tell you about Caleb. Let me tell you what the Lord said about Caleb. He said this, None of them will ever see the land I promised, but because my servant Caleb, listen to this, has a different spirit. 
and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land and, I'll, and his descendants will inherit it. So you know, with everything that goes on in our lives today, would, would you ever believe that our attitude would have such important consequences? This story shows us that when we become a child of God, we're meant to be men and women with a different spirit. Caleb witnessed the same things the others did. He saw the fortified cities and the giants. The difference was that his attitude wasn't based on what he saw, but on who he knew. The others were living in fear. Caleb was living in faith. They were dwelling on their weakness. Caleb was counting on God's strength. They were focused on giants. Caleb was focused on God. They saw defeat in their future, but Caleb knew victory belonged to God. They were doubters. Caleb was a believer. They saw the problems. Caleb saw the possibilities. You see, Caleb had a different spirit. And did you know that 40 years later, Caleb, then 85 years old, as he readied himself to finally step onto the promised land, he said, I'm as strong today as the day that Moses sent me out. I'm ready to go to battle. Now give me this country that the Lord has promised me. All those years of struggle. And Caleb was still a man with a different spirit. What about you? Do you have a different spirit today? There's a good bet that whatever giants or obstacles that you're facing today, that there are ten people being negative around you just like Caleb had. But let me tell you something. God wants you to have a different spirit. You are too blessed to be stressed. Anybody can complain and be negative. You just have to say, I may have problems, but I'm not discouraged. God is in control here. I have the favor of God in my life. I refuse to let anything or anyone steal the joy that I have or dampen the confidence that I have in Him. If everyone says it's impossible, I'm still going to press on. There's victory in my DNA. And like Caleb, I have a different spirit. And I'm well able to do it in Jesus' name. Will you receive that word this morning? Well, amen. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. 
Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.